Welcome back to Snackcast. Hello. So we are moving into chapter three of Brain Energy by uh, Dr. Christopher Palmer. Um, so yesterday was an exciting episode because um, Kevin wasn't sure that it was exciting at all. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's. I don't want to say it's a slow starter, but it's. I think I I know why. Okay. Right. Enlighten me. So we really enjoyed. Lies my doctor told me. And the great cholesterol myth. And the great cholesterol myth. And I think especially lies my doctor told me. I mean, each chapter is its own problem, its own solution. Its own problem, its own solution. Okay. He's really, I think, doing a good job in laying the the groundwork for the problem and the scope of the problem that has to be tackled. But I think you and I just prefer the faster. This kind of book, my wife would love. Because she likes stories, right? And this is outlining this is outlining the this problem with mental illness as a whole. And I think that maybe I understood a lot of that already. I, I don't know. Oh, I mean, I have well, that could be family issues with with mental illness. <coughs> Excuse me. So I cough a few times. In chapter three, it's titled "Searching for a Common Pathway." Mm-hmm. Probably a great title. Um, after reading the chapter, um, he really spends pretty much the entire chapter kind of explaining that all of the different types of mental health and, and even some of the physical things that happen after are so intertwined and overlapping. I did think that I liked that about this chapter. That was that was probably the one thing that I'm starting to understand is, is all right, there's there's I'm not to give it away. There are several other things going on. Yeah. Yeah. And so early in the chapter, he he talks about um, I'd never heard of this, but DSM five. Um, I think it's the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. And I guess it's like the Bible of psychiatry. Right. Um, and he he kind of points out that in DM, DSM four was revised to DSM five. And sometimes they'll make changes, and I guess the the community that uses the book um, or the tool, you know, don't always like. Um, the, the example, the specific example was the bereavement exemption. And um, in, in DSM-4, someone who's experienced bereavement was encouraged um, not to be diagnosed with anything for at least a period of two months to allow them to naturally go through that bereavement process. When DSM five, that changed. Yeah. I was going to, I was about to correct you on that. I'm like, I know several people that were instantly prescribed medication after a loss of a close loved one. Well, and I think there's a lot of professionals in the space that aren't sure they agree with that, that change, but it speaks to the, the, I guess maybe the the structural power that this diagnostic and statistical manual has. Kind of like the American Heart Association. Exactly. Yeah. So and and you know it lays out the criteria for diagnosing I mean everything from PTSD to schizophrenia to ADHD to all of them. It lays out these are the criteria. Well, when you start to look at the criteria, 
almost the same right <laughs> under each right and i he, he gets into that later on and i don't even know if i heterogeneity did, did I yeah 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 pronounce heterogeneity that? and comorbidity right yeah heterogeneity refers to the fact that people diagnosed with the same disorder can have different symptoms severity of symptoms levels of impact on their ability to function and courses of illness not one of the diagnoses that require all criteria be met so I guess what he, like I said, he's laying the groundwork here for anxiety and depression. And I think he talked about those, right? The, he, he mentioned several in a row here that will have almost the exact same symptoms. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think when you compare it to traditional medicine, right? If you have the runny nose and the sore throat, it's a cold. Well, in this world, the runny nose and the sore throat for you might be depression. For Jerry, it might be PTSD. For, but it's still similar symptoms overlapping to create different outcomes and therefore different treatments. And again, I think that's go back to the title of this chapter. I think that's what he's laying the groundwork for is we're searching for the common pathway. What is it? Because there's too much overlap for it not to be, uh, you know, intertwined, right? Um, So then he talks about comorbidity and about, he says, uh, another big factor for differences in people with the same diagnosis. About half the people diagnosed with any mental disorder will have more than one. And then the majority of people diagnosed with major depression also have anxiety. I mean, these are, these are... How, how can you say that? I mean, it's not like, why isn't most of the people with anxiety also have depression? Right. I mean, it's it's almost worse than traditional medicine that they, at least with traditional, I don't want to say they, they, they treat the, the causes because they don't treat the cause. They treat the symptoms too. Right. But it seems like, oh, we just don't know what to cause this. Call this. So we'll call this anxiety. Yeah. All right. So Dr. Palmer does not. These are our opinions at this point. Right. But I agree with you. Fibromyalgia. Right. My mother diagnosed with it a long time ago. And through years and years of of her dealing with it and me kind of just being an observer. And that's a classic one, right? Because a lot of doctors go, oh, it doesn't exist. It's not real. It's not. And you know firsthand she can't function some days. Right. Right. And it's because not like she doesn't want to. But I think I would argue that it's still just an umbrella diagnosis. Uh, There's not really anything we can do for fibro. Um, So since we haven't been able to fix you, that must be what it is. Right. And I sense a little bit from what he's telling us here that maybe in psychiatry, there's a little of that that happens. Uh, that's yeah that's very much true i don't know if we haven't been able to help you we uh, you know so anyways um so it is interesting that you know he's really starting to allude in this chapter i think to what a lot of the rest of the book is about and it's maybe the discovery of this common pathway this this common thing that is linking all or most of mental health um, I think the the really interesting one was he outlined the example of Mike. Did you did you read about that? Mike, forty three year old man with chronic disability, yeah. mental disorder, 
disabling mental, but which one? He was a child. He was diagnosed with ADHD and started taking stimulants. They helped somewhat, and school remained difficult. He was often bullied. Um, then he had social stressors, psychotherapy, social anxiety disorder. Some people thought he had Asperger's. By adolescence, he developed symptoms of major depression. Of, you know, hey, you're bullied. You're getting your... <laughs> Your butt kicked all the time. Started on antidepressants. Within a few months, Mike began to develop symptoms of mania and was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. And then later, schizophrenic. Um, so what's he goes? What's Mike's diagnosis? Yeah, I I can tell you what the diagnosis is: failure on the medical. <laughs> I mean, like this was a guy from the beginning that we just. I'd be curious across that scenario how many different professionals were involved. Oh, I bet you there was a ton. Well, I'm sure Mike got real frustrated. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know, hey, this guy's not. You know, he's. You don't get it. You're not treating me properly. Let's let's get to the source, and hopefully, Chris is I, right. I, I think <laughs> right. You know. So if I can, um, the way the chapter kind of closes out, um, he, he talks about a quick study. And it says, given the never-ending overlap in correlations among all mental disorders and all of their risk factors, Caspi and Moffitt, two doctors, um, used a complex mathematical model to analyze these correlations in hope of making sense of them. It suggested that there appears to be one common pathway to all mental illnesses. Caspian Moffitt called it the P factor, in which the P stands for general psych. Psychopathy? Psychopathology. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Skip down the chapter a little bit more. He says, however, this research was not designed to tell us what the P factor is. It only suggests it exists. And there is an unidentifiable, unidentified variable that plays a role in all mental health disorders. Our job, his job, our job is to figure out what it could be. So if we're really... On to discovering potentially the P factor. This is going to be a pretty good book. Right. I think as a whole, what he's outlining is all mental illness is created by the same source. Potentially. Potentially. I ain't putting words in his mouth. You are. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. No, I, but I mean that's what it, it's what it's alluding to. Uh, it's alluding to there's a core fundamental problem going on in the brain, and then it displays as different symptoms. Yeah. You know, Jerry might have something. Scott might have something. I have nothing because I'm perfect. But it's true. <laughs> but I mean, I, I I see that in family members. I, I was mentioning that to you before. I mean, it's like, all right, you got ADHD, you got this, you got that, you got this. You know, why does one psychologist? Oh, okay, this isn't going to go in your permanent file, and we're going to diagnose you with this. Well, doc, if you're gonna, if you're just going to throw stuff at the wall, why don't we just throw everything in the file? I mean, it's like. <laughs> You also got anxiety, you got social social anxiety, you got depression, you got um, self-esteem issues, you got like... It's some of it, I think, is normal behavioral stuff, you know? Yeah, we're different humans. I mean, but we're, you know... when lumped together may result in... Again, this is us more spitballing here, not really what he wrote about. Um, but there's a... My point was there, is there a core... There seems to be a core problem that's at hand that's not really being addressed. It's brain energy, duh. Brain energy. (laughs) 
Well, we'll get to it. So we'll get one to one chapter it. at a time. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, questions, comments, concerns, hit us at snackcast at yes.fit. Stay moving. See you. <laughs>